is Tuesday, everybody. My name is Dean. My name is Tyler, and holy shit, I'm surprised we are on a Tuesday. I know. We got not one, not two, but three episodes coming out this week. Um, last Friday, I believe it was, uh, Riot dropped their devlogs about mid-season updates, roadmaps, yada, yada, yada. So we want to take a look through it, uh, give our opinion on a couple things, and uh, maybe we can take guesses at what's to come with this, uh, it's, which seems to be a pretty big shakeup. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was supposed on Friday, so we're going to go over that. Uh, and then Wednesday, of course, you know, we have the patch, and then champion review on Friday. So you get three episodes of us. This is a little bonus strap one in. for y'all. <laughs> uh, but for starters, as always, we want to shout out the YouTube. Guys, come on over. Check out some videos. Um, maybe you've never seen what we look like. Come look at our beautiful faces on YouTube. I don't know um, if I'd say beautiful, but look, look <laughs> at our faces. <laughs> look at them. Yeah, we got gameplays. We got a ton of shorts. Uh, full The full episodes are on here. Um, so swing by, drop a sub, comment. Uh, actually, you know what? There was a comment I wanted to read out um, pertaining to the champion review with Jarvan and, and Nocturne. We were talking about what other champions were strong at level two. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Eric H said, uh, Elise. Oh yeah. I forget that she's got the, uh, the nice cocoon, cocoon. she can come in and kick your ass with. And you're like, that cocoon, fuck? just not to go super far on a tangent. Um, I want to see what the, what the stun duration is. Cause I think it's pretty fatty at level one. Um, it's, it's one and a half set, 1.6 seconds stun duration. That's a lot level of level one. one. I feel like it's pretty good. Right. Um, I know, I think Elise's, you, I think you usually take your W to start. Just to clear, And then level right? two, you take Cocoon. But I know the, her Q is the execute. Right. Um, so that's pretty good damage. But the, the one and a half second stun is is pretty good. So I'd, I'd argue. But also, like, she, she, can, she can stun and then transform and get right on top sure. of you too, which is pretty gross. It's a, exactly. at least guaranteed to blow a flash. Yeah. But no, that was that was a good uh, good call out. Good call Forget out there, Eric. Least. Thank you very much. But yeah, guys, come on over to the YouTube. Um, you guys write anything here. We'll we'll share it. We'll read it and we'll react to it and shout you guys out. So yeah, thank you. You guys, uh, people that are watching, tend to like the gameplays a lot, especially the shorts and the reels that have come from those. Um, mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen those, come check them out. Those are rather popular. Mm-hmm. So check them out. Thank you, thank you. So, all right, let's move on. Without further ado, um, let's talk so about yeah, what, leveling up bots, yeah? Yeah, so we'll, we're going to skim through this because this doesn't really pertain to us, but... Oh, it could. This, this is low elo. <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, for, for people that are that have never played the game before and they're... You know, when we started playing back in our time, uh, I mean, we only played bots. Here. We... I don't know how long we played bots. Did we? I mean, for me, I remember having like actual anxiety playing against real people because I sucked. Right. And it was hard. Bots don't play. Um, right. So they are looking to change up the bots to make them, I guess, a little more human. Um, so we'll skip down here. It says their their goals. Um, Provide an upgraded bot experience that uh, better mirrors the common League of Legends experience. So bots that gank jungle, that jungle. Okay, so they're gonna have jungle bots uh, that can gank and take objectives like dragon. That's okay. pretty big. Yeah. Um, considering uh, bots now just sit in lane and do nothing but push. Right, and you never really, 
they don't teach you the importance of the neutral objectives. No, the macro, right? Right. I remember... <laughs> I remember we played uh, intermediate bots for the longest time and could not figure uh -huh. out how to beat them. And, like, I remember just thinking, if we can't beat the intermediate bots, there's no way we're playing with other people. Like, right. it's not fucking happening. Um, so I think it is important that they jungle correctly and gank uh, it kind of helps teach um, a jungler how to play jungle you know what I mean so I think that actually is rather important so thank you right also say um, team AI that helps bot work more strategically and co uh, cohesively again I mean you're teaching hopefully if you're playing bots you're probably with friends um, um, but I mean a little bit smarter it's never bad to have like smarter enemies uh, it'll it'll just teach you a little bit better. I still personally think the leveling up system, like zero to thirty, is so dog shit in this fucking game. Right. Uh, the fact that like you don't have all summoners unlocked when you start an account. Yeah, it's weird. That I, is very weird. I kind of get um, it because like you don't want to just throw a overwhelm. Well, that, but you also don't want to just put that person in in ranked matches either. Oh no, I, I'm not saying allow them to go into ranked immediately. Right. But, like, you have to be, like, level 10 summoner level to get smite or something. I'm like, come on. Yeah. It's, it's, people aren't going to figure out that way. I mean, I guess, yeah, again, you could be overwhelmed, but I, in my personal, I mean, you're kind of just restricting what players can do. Uh, but Right. Remember, <laughs> remember when Revive was a fucking summoner spell? And that was, was, like, one of the first ones you started okay. with? <laughs> great. Yeah, great. And then they said, fuck that, um, I'll just give that to Uction. <laughs> Uh, or Renata, or Renata, or anybody. Um, and then bots that can react towards meta shifts. So I'm assuming that means the most popular champions on the patch will be played. Yeah. If you go into a bot game, I think that's what that means. Um, and then provide a better way to learn and improve in League of Legends that is less stressful than PvP. Expanded champion pool. Bots that work as a team. Bots that can scale to match your skill for folks looking to get good. Build our bot tech to be uh, satiable, uh, maintainable, and extendable so designers have fun levers to pull to delight players. New game modes. Yeah, that ain't happening. Editable? 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 Is it like, oh, like so literally like edible? Edit, ed, no, edit. Oh, like, editable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Bot behavior <laughs> and then tools that enable quick uh, iteration. So if you guys are a new player eh, i'd probably get excited for this because it seems a little bit right a little bit better uh let's huh. see beta bots will be on pve for two weeks in the latter half of the year so please test them out and give us feedback over on reddit we request <laughs> them to ask for feedback but okay uh, if you i i think there is that there is a, P a lol pve subreddit and it's it's like where they seriously look for um, feel, suggestions or feedback like if you, there. If you want to just hate yourself, go look at feedback on Reddit. I don't think that subreddit's uh, a fucking trash can okay. like the normal subreddit. Okay. But uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Then, Again, didn't want to spend too much time on that, but as I say, I would say the long term. We're mm -hmm. uh, uh, building this tech to be extendable and reusable by a variety of teams and engineers that can also provide new experiences to all of our lovely players. I guess I'm a lovely player, so. 
Anyways. All right. Well, ha- okay, so that is leveling up box. Can we just like, move. Take, take a quick note to just admire this Blitzcrank artwork at the top? And, like, why is that not his fucking base skin? Because that's fucking sick. I think that's from one of the cinematics. Well, now that I'm looking at it more, it looks sick as fuck. Make it like his base skin. I don't know. It looks better than his current base skin. I'm just saying. That? That's pretty sick. Is his base skin that bad? No, it's just that's just that <laughs> good. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, it does look good. Let me see his base splash art. It's actually not that bad. It used to be. Fucking it used to be terrible. terrible. His base splash art is just him reaching out at you, but I think right. that other picture is better. No, I agree. I like it. But anyways. All right, let's move on to the juicy stuff. Mid-season and mythics. So they announced they're going to be... We got another uh, durability... No, not not literally a durability, but like an, a durability-esque uh, big change coming. <laughs> um, you know, we, they, like, we have two splits... Right, the ranked is gonna like soft reset. I think we just—it was like in June. Maybe they talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah. So it's not gonna be a full-on like preseason, but it's gonna be enough to shake some things up. Oh, so, shake it up, shake it up. All right. So you want to see talk about like so they they mentioned the 2021, which is when Mythics came in. Right, and this is where they added. They're trying to contextualize um, their focus points, right? So mm-hmm. they're saying, you know, when when they dropped these, they wanted a updated shop with a streamlined experience, which was great. I think that was fucking dead on. The new shop is way better than the old shop ever used to be. Um, they added Mythics as a unique once-per-player exclusive item meant to be purchased first in most games. And uh, you have a lot of champions that are branching out from from buying mythics first. I mean, a lot of champions. Like before, it was, it was like, oh, Ezreal can get away with not doing it, and maybe your jungler might not buy a mythic first off because there's other items that are also important for junglers. But ninety five percent of your other champions are going to be um, first buy on mythics, right? And then you saw Vayne not doing it, and then you saw. Uh, Lethality champions not doing it, and then you saw <laughs> support champions buying lethality items and buying Umbral Glaive and not buying Mythic first. And then all of a sudden, now it's like maybe seventy five percent of champions buy a Mythic first. Maybe. If- well, it's like you also think about like another example I can think of is like, well, originally they they had Sunfire as a Mythic, but then they changed it. Right. A lot of tanks, a lot of junglers. Need Sunfire for extra clear. Right, and clear speed. So people are building that first. People building, you know, top lane Bramble Vest first or Tiamat. Mm-hmm. They're not, yeah, they're they're kind of setting Mythics to the side to have a little bit more. I would say top uh, lane something in, in particular, yeah. too, because you have, Agreed. yeah, like I said, the Bramble, the Tiamat items. I mean, with Ravenous changing, Tiamat has become a even more desirable first buy, right? Um either Bramble or Warden's Mail if you're playing a tank who's maybe under fire the whole time. There's so many other options. Or, like, a lot of top laners need a lot of components as well. Like, maybe you buy two components and then you finish out one item while you're sitting on the other. So, like, a lot of times you'd see someone like, oh, I got bombies, now I'm going to finish my Mythic, and then I'll finish um, Sunfire. Or, I got a Tiamat, let me finish my Mythic, and then I can uh, put Tiamat, unless you're going Ravenous, in which case you want to stack that shit early. Which a lot of a lot more champions, I guess, are going ravenous over Titanic. So, 
the the way that they built items after they built mythics um sort of i i guess hurt their own goal right mm. um also in a lot of situations it felt like one mythic was like outshining everything else right i was gonna say that's the last point right they, they carefully built the content of the item system so that every champion would be presented with multiple build options. We wanted to ensure that no mythic item would be above a 75% purchase rate, and that there would be at least 10 legendary items per champion with at least a 3% purchase rate. <laughs> um, explain to me why there's a million champions that build Eclipse. And that's like by far the best item on those champions, that Aatrox, for example, should not theoretically be an Eclipse user, right? I mean, it's just the, yeah, the stats are just, he just wants raw AD and the right. penetration, the cooldown reduction, the shield. It's just too juicy for him. Right, like, Gordrinker's good, but, like, Eclipse is better. Eclipse and, is 100% better. And, like, if you're playing Aatrox, what other item do you go if you don't go Gordrinker or Eclipse? Maybe, um, and this is a big maybe. Um, you can say Iceborne? Stridebreaker? Yeah, okay. Uh, maybe okay for an active slow i don't know it's just I, just another see, i was thinking maybe you'd know. say iceborne just because he's a he's definitely a spell weaver um, with his passive and whatnot but yeah but he needs that item like this kind of sucks anyways. right he just needs ad right he does no i 100 percent agree so it's like there is really no uh, stridebreaker maybe that's like a big fat maybe there's really no other items that he goes so like how did you come up with how are you ensuring that there would be no item over a 75% purchase rate on that champion? Also, it comes down to the, like, patch-by-patch patch case. Because, like, right. remember for the longest time, and I think it's coming back again, but Sunderer is just so much better than Triforce. Oh, yeah. And everyone was building it instead of Triforce. Yep. Um, like, there's, so there's options, but it's like one item is just weaker at the fucking time. But So... Uh, let's see. So they said they want to discuss some results they've seen with the current item system. So, what is working? Uh, we got four things. Flexibility, <laughs> approachability, balanceability, and lastly, coolness. I don't know why they put coolness second. That should always be fourth on the list after functionality. I agree that it's extremely important, but it doesn't deserve to be second on the fucking list, right? <laughs> functionality should be ahead of, of how cool something is. And then you look at, with this function, how do I make it cool, you know? Mm-hmm. So, flexibility. It says champions have more flexibility in their first legendary plus item purchase than before. What does that mean? A legendary or greater? So that you can I think build it's just... Does it have to do with... You get the mythic bonus when you finish a... If you have a mythic, and then your first legendary, you get a little extra. Let's see. Maybe I should keep reading. Maybe it's going to explain it. (laughs) That's what we always do. We cut it short, right? So it is, in fact, more common to see champions deviate in their first item today than it was before mythic shipped. And we have reason to believe that champions have more flexibility when mastered than we are currently seeing due to the recommended item system. However, for some champion slash item pairings, it's not the case. Kraken Slayer, Luden's Tempest, Divine Sunder, and Immortal Shieldbow are the four most bound items with the highest number of users that purchase them over 85% of the time. Okay, so I think they're saying, like, your very first item you buy could be Legendary, could be Mythic. 
Um, and you're seeing a lot of flexibility between that. So think of your cases like Ezreal, who could decide he wants to go Essence Reaver first, or he could decide he wants to go Divine Sunderer first. Um, maybe think um, uh, those myriad of top laners that want to go Rabbitus Hydra first as opposed to Gore Drinker or Eclipse. If they're going Hydra, they're probably going one of those two items. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think I understand what they're saying. I think that makes sense, yeah? Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Um, as we know, obviously, Kraken Slayer and Shield Bow being the the two... Kraken Slayer is your, your damage AD item and your attack speed AT, AD item. Shield Bow is your protective AD item. Um, and then Gale Force is, to me, far more situational uh, between those two, right? Um, you see oftentimes, like, hey, you're playing Lucian, either you build Gale Force or Kraken Slayer, depending on what you're playing against. Hey, you're playing Zaya, you build Gale Force or Kraken Slayer. But then you look at, like, a Samira, if you're not building Shield Bow, you're trolling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ludens is another one. Although I don't... Are there a whole lot of... I feel like there's a lot of mages that opt for, for um, uh, Leandri's over... Over well, Ludens. yeah, I mean, again, it comes down to it's very situational, but I think I think a lot of people buy Ludens just because it gives passive, or it gives armor, that, or armor, magic pen. Magic pen and that move speed's real nice, too. It is. I think that, just, yeah. But I think that's it. Uh, and then Sunderer, I mean, uh, Nasus looks at Sunderer as, like, by far and large the best item he could buy out of all the Mythics, because none of them are really that good otherwise. Uh, he makes the most use of the Sheen with the penetration and the healing as well uh, coupled with his uh 20% lifesteal passively by the way <laughs> so okay that's uh flexibility uh, i i guess want to talk coolness next <laughs> yeah let's do that i should have talked it first just because i shat on it um it's fine <laughs> coolness we've created a quite a number of cool high affinity items that have resonated with players Items like Eclipse, fuck you, uh, Heartsteel, Jackshow, Gale Force, and the updated Rod of Ages have found clear audiences and add a lot to the system. This is a major consideration because at its heart, League is built around an RPG-like progression loop, and enjoying the power-ups you access is an important part of keeping that loop enjoyable. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, th- I feel like Eclipse is just way over-tuned. Yes. And it's so wildly, like... Obviously, I want to say like widely accepted by so many champions that are able to utilize it. Uh, Heartsteel, Heartsteel, I feel like is a little more niche because uh, I know right, like Scion, Cho'Gath, same way he's going to stack HP. Jack Show, I think, is more widely. It's kind of like Eclipse. Yeah, at least for a while, it was a problem because like every fucking champion could just build Jack Show. Like Diana, I think Olaf still builds it. I, I, just don't I, fucking die. I feel like with. Jack Show and Heartsteel, those items are pretty interchangeable on most of the champions that are using them. Um, so I feel like, at least with those two, you have a choice to make, right? You, you look at the items, and then there's there's actually a choice there. Eclipse, it feels like there's not a choice. It's like, no, you just fucking built this fucking item. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Mm. Um, out of all these items that they've listed here, it's like, Heartsteel and Jack Show, I feel like, Okay, do I want to be tankier in terms of resistances and be able to sap health? Or I just want to be the big, beefy, uh, 
frontline piece of meat that can just withstand everything and then have a nice damage pop on champions like Orn that just get a nice little punch when they hit that heart steel proc. It, it's nice, but I I think I think a clip. If I'm like, I don't know if you're just referring to top lane. Because, like, if I'm playing jungle, I don't think I'm going to build Heart Steel because I'm not going to probably be interacting sure. to get the stacks. Whereas, whereas a, if I'm playing an AD jungler, or, like, anybody on my team could build Eclipse, and it just gets beneficial. The benefits are just insane. I, in, uh, so. in terms of Heart Steel versus Jack Show, I'm just thinking of, like, champions that can that can build one can most certainly build the other. The other, excuse me. And it's more situational. Whereas you look at, like, Eclipse, that is not really a situational item, right? Like, that is yeah. a core build item. And that feels weird for when they announced all these mythics, they were like, yeah, you should be able to build these out of similar trees and then you kind of tailor to whatever situation you're in, which is a great idea. I like, I love the idea. I think it's a fantastic fucking idea. But when it doesn't work is when you have items like Eclipse that are just so much more impactful than Prowler's Claw or Duskblade. Um, yeah. Gale Force and Rod of Ages, I think, are a little more situational, but I think they still have specific places on specific champions. Um, where I feel like Jack Show may be more preferred, but I feel like there's a legitimate... You have a legitimate decision to make when you look at those two items as you're building. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So, like, like I think of, like, a Heartsteel champion. Nar makes a decent Heartsteel champion. Scion. Mm-hmm. Uh, um... I think it's. I think you just Any, only anybody I, I, you want to stack health with, but that they could also make use of the Jack Show. <laughs> I think you. St- I think Nar actually might be one of the champions that still goes Triforce. Does he go Triforce or Sunder? Yeah, I think. I think he goes Triforce. I, I think Nar is also a little bit of a unique point, case though. too. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, anyways, we could we could move on from coolness unless you have anything else you want to add. <laughs> no, it's pretty cool. It, it is pretty cool. I mean, I will say, like. Being able to just dash forward and, and shoot out some some magic bolts to somebody from like Gale Force is pretty freaking cool. <laughs> like I think that's actually really like a, just a cool system. Mm-hmm. Um, turning purple and sapping all the health from people around you is pretty fucking cool. Um, Except for the times where you're playing Aram and you have uh, no idea why your Jack Show isn't going off, or or, or you're playing or it Aram, sap that much damage. Yeah, you're getting poked, and so your Jack Show pops, but there's no one around oh, to actually sap, and then you're just fucking purple with extra resistances, but you're getting nothing out of it. Those times hurt. Those times hurt real bad. Um. Anyways, uh, tell us about approachability. Approachability. Mythic items provide definition to the system in a way that helps make it more approachable. Decisions in the item system are a bit more digestible. It's easy to understand that you need one mythic item, one pair of boots, unless you're Cassiopeia, and then whatever legendary suits your needs. And as long as you get your mythic, you hit a baseline of power that can be easily understood. I might actually disagree with that, because, like... Uh, like... <sighs> I, and if if I'm using Rod of Ages as a example, when you first buy Rod of Ages, I feel like it's not. I do not feel I hit a baseline power spike. That's fair. Like it, yeah. Maybe that's just a special case because you got to wait ten minutes. Um, I'm trying to think of another another mythic that just doesn't feel like. It, it also depends on the champion. Like yeah, if I'm if I'm Caitlyn and I I complete like Gale Force. I don't feel that strong. 
That's fair. I think I that's guess, fair. I guess. Me, uh. Maybe for the vast majority of champions, sure. Let me uh, look here inside the uh, like, like mythic sets. Eclipse. If so, if a champion finishes Eclipse versus a champion that finishes like Gale Force, obviously Eclipse is gonna feel a lot fucking better. Right. Or like even Iceborne. Like you're that much tankier. Uh, I'm trying to think. Iceborne I guess, fucking suck. I don't know. You, you <laughs> only build it on Echo, so <laughs> I fucking oh god. Is the item? Uh, a, a, there's one item that I fucking hate. Is Iceborne? Okay, in even Shroud. There's another one where it doesn't feel like you are really getting a big advantage. Um, and part of it's because <clears throat> even Shroud feels so bad for whoever's using it, whoever it's on, because you just lose the tank. Especially if you couple it with um, Glacial, you just feel so untanky. But then, like, think of like items like uh, Locket feels really good. Mandate, I think most of them feel really good, you know what I mean? Riftmaker, maybe you don't quite understand, in my opinion, where that's at, because that's such a late build item anyways. Most of those champions are building Leeching Leer and then building at least two other legendaries before they think about completing Riftmaker. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I don't even think... I'm trying to think of another... Like, aside just, from Mordekaiser, who the fuck builds that item? Akali can. But, again, that just shows you that item's really not that great, right? <laughs> uh, um, okay. Night, I mean, Night Harvester feels good, but, like, a lot of champions that can build Night Harvester, I feel like just build something else. Unless you're playing ARAM. Like, why build Night Harvester when you can build Ludens? I think the... Yeah, I mean, because the, the dam or the, you only look the at damage. 10 ability the power. The health, I guess. Like, ah, that's weird. Weird. Yeah, so. it's the, you know, the mana on the the lost chapter items are just always good. I mean, unless you're playing like Vladimir, maybe you don't need the mana. Yeah. That might be the thing. He might be, you know, one of those cases, right? That's fair. I mean, he, he would build Night Harvester just because it has health too. But like the magic pen on, on Ludens is like very ideal. <laughs> Five magic pen to sacrifice 10 uh, AP is pretty good early on. So. It's true. All right, and then let's look at uh, balance ability. So it says, Mythic items create an understandable method of creating mutual exclusive items that would otherwise be too powerful or too hard to balance when purchased together. That I, I can fair. agree with. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. It's like one, yeah, two Mythics paired together would just be way too much. Right. So I, I respect that. And that's, I think it's pretty straightforward. Okay. So right, let's look at what's not what's working. Not work. <laughs> uh, we aren't happy with the current state of mythic items. Neither am I. We, we were wrong about some of our initial goals and our philosophies around items have evolved as a result. Okay. So we got uh, another four categories here. Satisfaction. Uh, the Rolling Stones couldn't get any. Neither can I. Uh, generalist content. Whatever the fuck that means. Uh, complexity, I, uh, generalist content, I feel like, fits under complexity, and content creation. What the fuck does that mean, either? All right. So, apparently, this this section is not working. No, this section is working just as good as mythic items are. <laughs> All right. Satisfaction. Prioritizing optimization and choice over satisfying designs has left a lot of champions needing to buy a relatively less exciting item far more often then they get their coolest choice. Morgana and Fiddlesticks are always going to care more about Zoni's Hourglass and Landry's Torment. 
The Zonia's active is kit defining for them. In some extreme cases, in order to hit goals around item choice, we actually had to delete satisfying items, which were too perfect. It's hard to get many enchanters to consider anything but the old Unholy Grail item if it exists in the system. Prioritizing the goal of players being able to make choices each game at the cost of items that feel right for champions was the wrong goal in hindsight. Um, yeah, why don't you just make Hourglass a fucking mythic? <laughs> Dude, everyone would fucking build it. All AP would build it. I, I you fucking know so badly fucking hate stasis as a as a thing, like the, the fact that stopwatches are that um, accessible drives me fucking nuts. The fact that you could build zonias and stopwatch drives me fucking nuts. Um, just get rid of stopwatch. Get rid of all that shit and just put zonias as a mythic. And then yeah, either you build it every game or you just don't fucking build it and you build a spell shield instead. Build banshees. So would you would you say other uh, well the only other item would be um, guardian angel? Would you have to make guardian angel? No, guardian angel isn't built nearly at the same rate. Guardian, well, I'm saying like they're they're very similar though because I think they, they have are. the same cooldown and they do basically more or less do the same thing. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. The, the thing about guardian angel is versus zonias is like this. Zonias is kit defining. Guardian angel is like that. Fifth item, maybe fourth item if you're really far ahead, where it's like, yeah, I can't really afford to die here, but like at least in Guardian Angel, my abilities cool down a little bit, you know? You buy yourself some time. Um, but there's not a whole lot of champions that, like, Guardian Angel's not core in any champion's build, you know what I mean? Like, it, it is is only a core item build when it's later in the game. Like, I think I've seen a lot of AD champions, if they're actually ahead, will rush it. Like, I've seen like Nocturnes if they're ahead go uh go at second right. like Lee Sin second like it's it's a lot how much is it by the way let me see 3000 I think it's uh, let's see I have uh, everything up here let's see guardian it is 3k okay yeah, yeah. it's it's expensive it gives you what uh 80 in armor but it doesn't give you too much of either so I mean when you look at a guardian angel you could also look at a death stance, perhaps uh, to fill the same the same gap, right? Look at death stance for thirty three hundred. You get five more armor, fifteen more attack damage, and fifteen ability haste, plus um, the ability to cleanse the damage that you have coming to you. So, I at least feel there's there's situation situational uh, counterparts with Guardian Angel that just don't exist with Hourglass. That makes sense. So, yeah, I, I do. I I can understand why they say it's like it's not satisfying, especially when you're playing Morgana. It's like I need fucking Hourglass, but like I also need the I need the fucking Landry's. You know, I need to be able to burn somebody down. So, I, I totally understand that all too well, and it's like not really a fun conundrum to be in because if you're not ahead, it feels like you're behind until you're fucking level eleven and can afford both. You know, so. Alright, tell me about generalist content, because I have no idea what the fuck that means. <laughs> because they needed to serve a diverse audience, all ADCs, or most fighters, early in their builds, mythic items often provide too many different outputs. Champions need to feel functional very widely, especially early in the game. However, this creates serious game health problems, with a single item delivers too strongly in too many ways. Items like Gore Drinker, Old Eclipse... 
Divine Sunderer, Riftmaker, and Immortal Shieldbow are in an uncomfortable balance position as a result. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I mean, sometimes these are some of the items that you just lightly tip either way, right. and they're OP, right. or they're not. That's fair. I think um, I think reading that makes more sense than what they're titling it. <laughs> I think the title's kind of stupid, but yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, I, I, I don't know why they put old Eclipse, but Eclipse itself still feels kind of busted, although... Because it gave Omnivamp. And right. Like it, sure, it didn't give... It didn't give um, the ability haste, right. but I mean, I think the yeah. The only, and I remember old Gore Drinker, the original Gore Drinker. Well, they don't say name. old, right? They don't say old, but it it did, it gave you like extra AD the lower health you're on. Yeah, it was like it was like an Olaf passive, right? Yeah, and it it gave you it gave the uh, base health regen increase and all that shit, and I think the heal. I think that was before they gave it Omnivamp, but it. It, the heal was, like, way insane on the exit active. Yeah, it was. It was. Now it's only insane if that champion's ahead, as it should be. If you're ahead, you should be able to make more use out of your items, right? <clears throat> like, think of, like, Darius queuing and Gore Drinkering at the same time, and that dude's, like, full health again. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. But when he's behind, it ain't like that, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think I have anything else to add to that, unless you do. No, yeah, these are really specific items that definitely... Like I said, uh, if they get a little too much help, they're OP, and then, like, especially Sunderer. Right. Um, all right. Uh, right. Complexity. complexity. Yeah. Mythic items tend to be highly complex pattern-forming items. This is exemplified by items like Duskblade, Prowler's Claw, and Everfrost. Items that are more pattern-warping than we're comfortable with, creeping complexity and often adding significant frustration. Um, are they talking about Build Pass? They must be. Cause I, I don't know, know about, I don't know about Dustblade, though. Don't Dustblade and Prowler's Claw build out of the same path? Yeah. Um, Everfrost was really popular for a while. It's not as popular as it was, but... Because uh, Roa's the thing now. Right, right. Well, Everfrost was like, yeah, it was like the shoe-in for Roa, right? Um, I don't know about... I don't know. I'm a little lost on this one, but... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to add to that. I don't think there's anything pattern forming. You think it's just like pattern warping? Yeah, that's weird. Um, you think people? It, you think they're trying to get rid of like? Uh, I know. I guess mythic items tend to be highly complex. Pattern forming. This is exemplified. So I guess Dustblade and Prowler's Call just are they trying to say that like those are really simple, like straight? Maybe. I, I, Maybe because they are pretty simple, like Dustblade, like kill and go invisible and it's disgusting uh prowler's claw dive and do more damage it's gross everfrost hit a sweeping slow or stun people in the middle pretty disgusting but is it i don't really know what they mean by pattern warping so um i'm just gonna leave it as it is i guess <laughs> huh. okay um and then content creation yeah, I don't really understand the title here, but... Because mythic items are exclusive with each other, designing new mythic items requires us to consider every existing mythic item and their relationship with a, within a complex choice structure. Two and a half years in, the system content isn't really complete. And even when all the baseline content exists, we'll want to be able to add and improve over time. I don't... What do they mean by content? Like, 
the amount of items. Like maybe. Designing. So maybe they're they're struggling or... with making new mythics. Right, or if they're <laughs> wanting to make new component items, maybe. Hmm. Like I I don't like. Like for example, um, leeching leader only builds into one item, right? Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Like that's pretty sad. There's nothing else that item builds into, and like I hate items like that. Like you can't do anything with it. Um. So yeah, those are those are shitty. Um. But there's only one of those, right? There's not really a whole lot of those, so it's hard to yeah. expand on what they're talking about. But unless unless they're thinking like like, what else do we build with that item? Maybe that's what they're talking about. Possibly. Uh, yeah, I mean, they... Hmm. But then they have to think, like, is it going to take the place of Riftmaker where it's at? Or do we build something else? So, that, that's all I can think about. There, That's all... That's where my brain's headed. Yeah, that's probably the best guess. So. Okay. Um, the next little blurb is called Mid-Season Changes. Following MSI, we'll be rolling out some significant changes in three main areas. So, let's see, they want to get an idea with mythic items that are high power, high satisfaction, that define your build, uh, rather than being a situational response to the game you're playing, so okay. I guess I can see that, although I think I like the idea of having a situational option, but okay, uh, this is like bringing back, um, I know IE is going to be a mythic, but like, in the past when you would just rush IE... Yeah. First item IE, like that that was that's standard and it almost seems like they want to go back to that idea. Um Okay, let's see. Instead holding high player satisfaction as the most important value, even if it means a champion builds the same mythic item every game. Okay. Um largest overall change will be to ADC itemization as this was the mythic system that was the closest to the structure above. On live ADCs effectively have two parallel mythic paths to follow. Gale Force Shield Bow, Kraken Slayer, and Infinity Edge, Quick Blades, Ginsu's. This le okay. leads to a uniquely constrained set of item builds. I guess that's true, but I. That doesn't bother me, though. Like, if I'm playing a champion that's going to be spamming abilities, like, yeah, Navori makes sense. But, like, you should build Infinity Edge, second or third item, because it's a big damage spike with your, with your crit. I understand it may not always be the second, but maybe the third. It should be early on in your build. So uh, maybe that's what they're saying, that people feel constrained by that. Because it's like the same it. shit every fucking time. Right, right. And I I do understand that it gets boring as fuck to play sometimes. You play the same champion with the same build, doing the same thing at the same time. Like At a certain point, it does get fucking repetitive. But I don't feel in its current state it's like that. But maybe I don't play ADC enough, so. <laughs> um, let's see, we'll be moving to a new model where ADC Mythics are Infinity Edge, Quick Blades, Rage Blade, and Gale Force. Kraken Slayer and Shield Bow will be redesigned to fit into Legendaries. And we'll be reworking other items as needed. A couple of highlights to watch out for. Static Shib right will be here, back baby. with a different stat profile. And Rage Blade is going to look a lot more like its older versions. I, I saw Shiv and I'm like, yes. Yes. I love the Shiv, Fucking dude. Love that item. Uh, I'm assuming are we just 
they're going to change it. So I feel like it's, it's be weird if it has, cause it's all, it's like the same effect as the, um, Hextech Drake, right? The, 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 yeah, the, chain. the soul. Yeah. Except minus the electrocute or the slow, right? right? But it does like the AOE zap. Right. Um, and then rage blade. This one, I was a little, it said older versions and there, I mean the original version where it, it ramped up and then at max stacks, it did like a little Tiamat passive where it was AOE. Oh, I forgot about that. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that was the second iteration. Or that was the first iteration, excuse me. And then the second one was still the ramping. But I think it I believe at max stacks it did um uh it, it that's when it applied the on hit passive like twice or whatever. Right. And then it also gave magic and armor pen. Um, oh, so that's right. Curious. The magic and armor pen was disgusting. Um, when they changed the first iteration of Ginsu's, is that what became uh, Riggles? I think Riggles Lantern. Once you once you stacked out Riggles Lantern, I think you got like a little Tiamat little. If I'm remembering, correctly. I think that it's was before so long ago. Um, what I'm thinking though is that, and this is going to sound stupid, but this is how I expect Riot to think. Um, Kraken Slayer is moving away from from being a mythic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is Kraken Slayer's mythic passive? The attack speed. I think they're just gonna throw that onto Ginsu's. Oh, here you go. You get a mythic passive of attack speed for each item you complete. Yeah, I could see like Infinity Edge giving bonus crit, Quick Blades, CDR, right, Rage Blade. It's, what you just said, and Gale Force probably the same movement speed. It's just funny to me to think that, like, oh, it's going to look a lot more like its older versions. Like, why? Because you complete items and get more attack speed? Like, hello? <laughs> ramping attack speed? I guess it's ramping attack speed if you complete items fast enough, right? <laughs> I'm really curious if they're going to do anything with um, Storm Razor. Like, remove it? Yeah, or just... I'd be curious if they did the because you remember when the energized items would stack, right? Like rapid fire cannon and shiv, right? And you could shiv. just annihilate a tower with rapid can- uh, with RFC and shiv. So I'd be curious if they change storm razor a little bit there, or yeah, get rid of it. No one's building it, dude. That item hasn't been built since fucking pre mythics. Like no one's really built. Like it has to be. Like less than a half a percent that that item's built. I'd be curious. Right. Let's see. Hold on. Storm Razor. <laughs> uh, build percentage. Sure. That's only Lawletics might have. Mm. I should say not build pick rate. Let me look at Storm Razor. Okay. Okay, well, that's someone's fucking name. One one point four percent pick rate. Oh, that's higher than I thought. Okay, that's still fucking nothing. When their goal is three percent, one point four is less than half. So, good job, right? Get rid of the fucking item. Um, besides ADCs, we're also looking at enchanter items and lethality items for midseason. We're doing a targeted set of changes to the lethality space to resolve game health problems with Prowler's Claw and Duskblade of Drakthar. Prowler's Claw will be reworked into a Legendary with a new effect and no dash. Duskblade will be reworked and Yomu's Ghostblade will be promoted to a Mythic item with upgraded outputs. Oh, okay. 
We're gonna be getting Brutalizer back or what? Oh my god. You remember that item, dude? From way it was back. Sick. That was, it was really good. You could stack Brutalizers too. You could build like three of them. It was disgusting. That item had no business being that powerful for no, like a, a in between item. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the same level of item as like um, Leeching Leer, right? Whatever they fucking call that level of item. Yeah, like the second. Yeah, yeah. The mid tier. Yeah. Oh no! What do they, what do they call it? Does it have a name? It doesn't. It doesn't. Oh well. Uh, and it says enchanters will have a number of items reworked with the primary goal of being more satisfying to use, with better build paths and higher satisfaction outputs, including a riff on the old unholy grail item. Uh, yes, is okay. it the original or the secondary version of unholy grail where you stacked and would heal off of? Uh, you would stack. I think you would stack help off of damaging an you enemy and then you would it, right? pop it. Yeah. It could... Yeah. You would consume it like a shield or a heal, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. I think it. I, maybe the old one was was just straight up like mana regen, magic resist, and then AP. Yeah, the old one was was uh, mana regen based on missing mana, I believe, right? Yeah, back in the old day, it was either you built Unholy Grail mid or Merlinomicon. Yeah, those were the only mana regen items. Right. Okay. Right. <clears throat> um, right. And I, I will say that um, I'm not mad at the current build paths of Enchanter Mythics, I, I think they make sense. Most of them build out of a Bandleglass mirror, which is fine. I don't find Bandleglass to be too OP because it's almost exclusively a support item uh, because it builds into most of the support uh, types, like that and Forbidden Idol. Um, yeah. So you're not seeing other champions on the map building those besides support, so that's why I don't feel like they're too OP, you know what I mean? I think if you started seeing other champions building those items, you'd be like, okay, well, clearly there's a fucking problem, but um, I'm not mad at the build paths, and mana regen on a support is really fucking nice. <laughs> so, uh, the future says the major decision in front of us is what do we do with mythic items in the long run? That's a great fucking question. You should, you should figure it out. Uh, <laughs> we're currently addressing all options, or sorry, assessing all options. Our mid-season changes, especially to the ADC item system, should provide us with a clearer picture of our options for the system, and we're working our way through a number of other options internally in the meantime. I hope this gives a sense of our current thinking around the item system and mythic items and what to expect over the next few months. Um, I'm sure we'll see a lot more during preseason. I am a little surprised they're doing this big of a change in mid-season, because the last time they did that, they fucked the game up. So last year? No, um well, last year was pretty big. The biggest one was when they did the the groups of uh champions, the mage the mage updates, the assassin updates, the juggernaut updates, those were all around mid season. May okay, maybe maybe the other biggest change was when they they changed Infinity Edge to do like the true basically when like all oh, ADC yeah, that's right. were just useless and mages started being popped up down there. Right. Yeah, that one was a failure. Yeah, there was that, and then uh, last year's was durability, right? Yeah, that was a big change. That was actually a rather big change, but I don't feel like that one um, necessarily killed the way the game was played. If that made sense, they, the game from the beginning of twenty twenty one, meta wise, still feels pretty similar to how it is today, in my opinion. So I don't think the changes from the midseason changes of twenty one or in twenty twenty two were quite as impactful or as 
yeah, as impactful to the meta as other midseason or as as preseason changes have been. But I feel like this seems like a lot that it could really um, affect the way the game is played in midseason and and for pro play specifically. <laughs> Uh, seems counterproductive to what they've been trying to do with pro play. So, um, I always err on the side of say they probably have more data than we do, but I give them six months and they revert everything. Oh, you know it's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. <laughs> you know what's gonna yeah, happen right. is is yeah, some bullshit. It's gonna be like oh, static shift's just fucking broken, right? So then they they just remove the item again, and then everyone goes, well, now there's a big fucking hole in in whatever space it's going to occupy I, I assume it'll be some sort of crit space um whatever space it's going to occupy you're gonna have a huge fucking hole again and people are gonna maybe build storm razor instead i don't know oh god that that's I, that's I just the that's just a wild suggestion <laughs> but uh, something, something stupid like that you know what i mean i'm sure they'll yeah they'll, they'll definitely do something like that uh that just gonna make us turn our heads and be like what the fuck yeah I, so. I remember the second half of all of our patch reviews last year were just counting how many times they're going to revert durability <laughs> changes all right well we'll have a new game then we'll <laughs> i hope we'll have league of legends too <laughs> all righty let's move on to the roadmap okay finally got some updates on champions uh, so let's see. Uh, since last time we released our Ixtali Enchanter Emilio, back to basics Enchanter with comfort, uh, comfortability, comfortingly, comfortingly, familiar abilities that still feel unique to who he is. Returning to a simpler kit, play to kit, play simpler to play kit made us uh, pretty nostalgic for simpler times. We want to continue to explore more champions that play similarly um okay i i'm i don't want them to release like really generic easy champions like that uh i guess he's unique i don't want too many easy champions like that have a good variety of simple to complex and everything in between but we'll keep a close eye on how they perform what they you all think and adapt as between okay i will say with with milio in particular I feel like we all thought he was going to be far more OP than he is. I think when he came out, he actually fitted into his niche really well. And though he's considered an S-tier pick, I don't feel that he's necessarily too hard to play around, if that makes sense. Well, the problem with him is we haven't seen him in pro play. Right. Because Riot is scared that it's going to be a little too broken for pro play. So again, you have this disconnect where potentially his, I wonder what is his uh, win rate right now? Let's see. Cause it's, it's it might be like a rise it. thing where he's just insanely broken in pro play, Could but be. let's see what Melio is sitting at right now. Uh, he's at a 53%. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, pick 12% of the time, 15% ban rate. See, I feel like those, just, the rest of those numbers are rather healthy. Like, uh, even with the 53% win rate, just 12% pick rate's pretty healthy, I think. I, I just feel like if, if he's that good in solo queue, he's going to be insane. Or he's just going to be true. banned all the time in pro. That's true. Kind of the same thing with, like, obviously Yumi's not a new champion, but they reworked her. Right. And she's not enabled for pro play either because they think she's too powerful and she's not in a good state. Again, they don't want they want these champions to be played. They don't want them to be fucking banned every 
goddamn time in pro play. I mean, to be fair, no one wants to see Yumi in pro play. <laughs> That's true. They uh, all, no one likes playing her. No one likes playing against her. It's just like a uh, one of those things where it's like if you just don't play her though, you're trolling. It's like, but this champion's boring as fuck to play. So like, so what do we do? Uninteractive, like... right? And I will say though, I've said this before. I think she holds a space in the game for um, onboarding new players, right? I think that's fair. Um, I certainly don't have fun playing her, but there's times where I'm like, if I don't pick this champion right now, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to my team. So I definitely have felt that pressure before. Um, I will say, though, I, I like that they've had a string of easier-to-play champions. I mean, Vex isn't that new anymore, but she's still rather new. And she's, like, pretty straightforward. Um, but, like, she's not totally super easy where, like, anybody's going to pick her up and know how to play her well. Like, there is, like, a a skill gap between, like, a mid-tier Vex player and, like, a top-tier Vex player. So, like, I feel like there's something there with that. You know what I mean? Um, Comes down to skill shots. Right. If you're good at skill shots. Right. As opposed to, like, a Yumi where, like... in there's not much of like a difference between like a, a good Yumi or a bad Yumi because Yumi just exists. So mm -hmm. um, if if they built more champions similar in in a similar vein to Vex of like let's make us a champion that's like easier to play, but also have a decent a decent skill cap. Like obviously a, a pro player should be able to just destroy with Vex, right? But like you'd expect the majority of players to just play half decent. So, anyways. Yeah, it's uh, telling about new champions. Okay. The Lone Assassin dies. The Lone Assassin dies, but the team survives. Okay, Dillinger escape plan. Uh, as we previously mentioned, Nafiri is meant for those who want to focus on the hunt. The Assassin role can be an intimidating one to pick up. There's a lot of higher level game knowledge required to ensure you know when to roam and how to position well, especially knowing when's the right moment to pounce and crafting an escape plan to get out alive. On top of all that, there's still mechanical execution of the champion's abilities. We hope to lower the burden of that execution and allow much more concentration on the macro plays with Nafiri. With the change to Assassin gameplay that Nafiri brings, we also built a lot of new tech to accommodate her unique gameplay thematic. Oh, that should great. help make it feel more alive, dynamic, and decluttered. We'll be sure to take time to pause and evaluate the results to see if there are other champions who could benefit from a more extensive dive into Doge tech during her release. I'm not going to pause. Um, <laughs> okay. So are they just saying that she's a dog? Yeah, I think they, they said that a while ago. Oh, did they she's, actually say that she was legitimately a dog? Yeah, because they made a lot of dog puns way back too. when. I remember that. I just, um, don't we already have a dog? I know. We only have two if you count Warwick as a wolf. No, oh, I was counting Warwick. Who else is the other dog? Nasus. Oh, yeah, there's that dog too. I for, I, How do you die? I don't Susan, know why bro. I wasn't thinking about Susan as a dog. He is the, he is the doge. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking of well, Warwick the, as the dog, because I think of uh, Warwick and Rengar, the cat mm, versus dog. They're hunters. I, I, right. So I, th I believe this is the, um, whatchamacallit? It's going to be the, like a Nidalee counterpart. <laughs> no, what are they called? The Darken? There's a Darken champion, because they have, oh, I, I think she she has like a, a blade with a, it's a Darken blade. She's got a double A in her name, so it's got to be. <laughs> Na'afiri. Atrox. Uh, so yeah, I believe she is a jungler. Uh, so yeah, it, I mean, so. it sounds like 
a hard farming assassin jungler, so are we just going to hard farm all game and then just one-shot everybody? It's like um, Yi. Yi's basically... Yi's, Yi is coded as a fighter, but that dude is fucking an assassin. Like, uh, how, how you code Yi is anything other than an assassin in your gameplay. Like, I feel like, are we just going to get another Yi, or... We're gonna get something more akin to like a Kiana. You mean like exploring an uncontrollable hunger, and what happens when sometimes that hunger takes over and the creature is allowed to feast on those who deserve it? That literally sounds like Warwick. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. Hopefully, hopefully it's. You already know this champion's gonna have four dashes, fucking three stuns, four knockouts. Oh, it's from it's from August. Oh, it's gonna have three 69. hit passes. Yep, and sixty nine dashes. August, August, August. All right, so let's move it on to the art and the artist from Ionia. Uh, so this will probably be the champion after Nefiri. Listen, before you start asking us, we know that we always have art for champion teasers, and we had intended for there to be art for our mid laner, but he actually insisted that he creates something for us himself. Okay, so this is like Jin. Right, that's uh, what I was thinking. It said the art of the we, artist. <laughs> right, we gotta stop recycling ideas, bro. Uh, except he gave us a black canvas. Uh, we asked about it, trying to learn more about him, his art, his style. He just kind of stood there with a mournful expression. Is this literally Jin? Then he offered for some art is the pursuit of a lifetime. That's true for me, and the brush in my hand is simple to. Am I? <laughs> I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Does this not like, sound like Jin? I'm just fucking listening, and it just every every other word just sounds like all I see in my head Jin. is Jin. <laughs> I just think of uh, the arcane event when Jin was fucking painting, and it's just. Is Jin? Okay, okay, maybe not Jin. <laughs> what, what's that mean? Mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry, mommy, like Jin, <laughs> sorry, Jin. Just this so, one's not obsessed with fours. He's gonna be obsessed <laughs> with fives. Uh, we thought that was a bit of an odd thing to say because his art is usually so bright, vibrant, and alive. But in contrast, we found the artist himself to be broody and somber. Jin, he must have gone through something terrible in his past or something. Jin, regardless. <laughs> hello all we can hope for is the next time t- the torn tortured artist will grace us with his intricate intricate and intricate skillful incredibly skillful yeah and that you all um and that you all see him and his art for what they truly are or what you might even be inspired to pick up your own paints to plan out something with highly complex execution i swear to god if we get Jin too <laughs> like, yeah whatever this champion is if they do not have any interaction lore with Jin, i don't know what the fuck they're uh, i'm gonna pick up my computer and throw it out the window it just oh it just maybe i'm just maybe we're just crazy but it just literally sounds like Jin 2.0 except he's not because Jin's like a mass murderer but like he is but he views it as art yeah, but I mean, so the, he's the, like a mass murderer would be someone with a tortured past. It would be kind of somber about it, and didn't um, didn't Van Gogh have a really horrible life? I think but so. His, like he was like really depressed. He was tortured. He created insane. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he wasn't a mass murderer. I don't think. No, he just cut off his own ear and sent it to a girl that he really wanted to love him as a 
an expression of his love. Um, it definitely, okay. it wasn't an odd thing to say. It was an odd thing to do, it, because the art was vibrant and alive. You know, you see where I'm going with this. Like, I feel like you can apply it to anybody. Um, but it's funny because it says his art is usually so vibrant and alive, and Jin's art is vibrant but dead. Um, and he's kind of he's kind of broody and somber, dude. <laughs> I live for the applause. And and uh what's the, what's the what's the other one he says um with my work What the fuck does he say? Or Let's see. Through, through my work. Yeah, just... what is the fucking Give me quotes here we go. Um through through my work you shall, you shall transcend. Tr- transcend. Right. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously he's kind of sarcastic in what he says, I guess, but like, it also is just kind of very metaphorical, which is artistic in and of its own self. So I don't know. I I, I guess I can see how it slightly sounds different than Jin, but realistically, Jin? Um, all right. Lastly, or no, not lastly, sorry. Two more things. Uh, Skarner check-in. Um, he's not making it this year because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Next. <laughs> I could have sworn they already said that. I, they, I don't know. Honestly, I'm so lost with what they're doing with this champion. He's He's been fucking being reworked for like three years now. What are we doing? Stop releasing new champions. Maybe take one of those concepts and apply it to Skarner. I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out and that's probably not the right answer, but, um... Interesting though, they're changing him from Shurima, or I'm, I'm assuming he was from Shurima, but he's Ixtali now. Uh, I wonder if they're going to get rid of. Obviously, they're probably going to change his lore, so I'm curious if they get rid of the the, the stuff. crystals. Let's see. And they don't make. They're going to have to change Seraphine's lore then, because Seraphine can like hear the screams of Skarner's people, or like with the. They're gonna have to change a lot of the hex tech stuff, right? Though I'm pretty sure in, I think in Arcane they didn't. I think they they never. I don't think in Arcane they ever uh, revealed where the hex tech things came from, right? No, they didn't. Because I think, oh man, I'm, I'm honestly more curious about what they're gonna do with lore than what they're actually gonna fucking do to this dude because it. He's gonna affect so many champions that are piltover based. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, what? What? Are, what are they doing? Yeah. He. We is, know he's gonna be busted as shit. So he is technically Shuriman in his current state. So. Um. Wherever the hell Kalamanda is in Shurima. Oh, that is in Shurima. I'm sorry. Okay. So, yeah, um, big bad crystal boy still not coming out, and they don't. They're not, they just said early next year, and they're not one hundred percent on the date yet. Well, we're like early in this year, so that's still at least a year away. So I know early could mean anywhere before anywhere the before halfway. June. Yeah, so stupid. Uh, fuck off with that bullshit riot. And okay, now lastly, um, and there's not even much to talk about. This is uh, your boy Jacksmith. And 
he's getting a very nice visual update that's going to match his auto attack. I remember when he was reworked, a lot of people said he's still unplayable because his auto attack animation was bad. Um, I don't play enough jacks to really know what that means, other than the fact that it wasn't predictable, I think, is my understanding. So you couldn't cancel the animation and, and really uh, um, attack walk correctly. Is that right? Something like that. I just think... I don't even... There's, like... Someone on Reddit made a post about this. Like, they're like, now that Jax is getting, a v, like, a visual update, here's a list of all the other champions that haven't had model changes since, like, 2010. And then they listed all this shit. Zillion, Graggy. Like, yep. those are two right off the top of my head that could use a fucking update. Uh, doesn't Gragas still kind of have pizza feet? She definitely has pizza feet. Um, so that was, like, one of the first ones that I thought of. Uh, Jax, I, I agree, needs a visual update. And this picture of Vandal Jax is, I think, really fucking cool. I really think it's super fucking cool. It looks good. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping they... I know we... we well, was it during... When did we talk about him? It must have been that Skins episode. But, like, I feel like the Mighty Jax could... Actually, like a, if he had like actual update. good fucking like, uh, like a hockey jersey and stuff on, it right. could look so much better. Oh, totally. There's so many skins of his that could that like Angler Jacks too needs a little right. bit of help. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, if this is this is it's so simple, but I don't know why this. They need to do like four champions a year, just doing this. Yes, just bringing like, them we don't into need to... the modern world. Because <laughs> yeah, the the. Vandal Jax just looks insane here already, so... I'm, I'm looking through the champions list to see if there's anything that stands out to me. Excuse me. It stands here. out to me as as old, or super old, or in need of some sort of uh, VGU. And I'm not seeing too much. I wonder if I can find it on... I, I know fucking Zillion. I know fucking Greg is for sure... Um, need some love in that department. Uh, Vagar might need a little bit of love in that department too. Not a whole lot. Me doesn't need a full update, but just like a, a model change or a model update. Um, hmm. Man, there was, I swear there was a champion. There was a list someone did. Oh, here we go. Here it is. Find With the it. announcement of Jax's visual update, here's an updated list of champions who need model and rig updates. Um, so number one, Zillion, Amumu, Cho'Gath, Anivia, <laughs> Rammus, Vagar, Malphite, Blitzcrank, Corky, Shaco, Gragas, Kennen, Malzahar, Olaf, Kog'Ma, Zinjao. <laughs> See, I don't think uh, Olaf's that bad. It just looks kind of shitty. I guess. It, it's not the worst. I think, I think that's why he's so far on the list for sure. There's 42 champions on this list that are... Jesus. Yeah, a lot of them need some love. Uh, yeah. But Jax is... I like Jax. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. No, I, I like <laughs> I like his, his updated muffler in Vandal. I mean, it really really brings the Mad Max vibes, um, as it should. But, uh, yeah, it's supposed to... We're expecting Jax's new look to ship later this year. Whatever the fuck that means. It's going to be December 31st. And the idea that they're making his lantern bigger, I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we know he carries around Riggle's lantern that they've removed from the game, so, like... 
Is uh, hold on. It's Jax's Lantern Flame. Uh, what is, is it? Is not the Feral Flame in there? It's it's like a super price. Jax is like is one of those champions. He's like thousands of years old, right. and he carries around, yeah, like a flame because he was the last surviving. He's just look. I think he just travels around Runeterra looking for people to help him fight the Void. Um, and I think the yeah. What does it say about the only thing he has from his home is Kathia. Before it was lost to the Void, is is his flame the yeah okay. So I, I I'm down for that. Like making that a bigger. Like, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, I want to see, like, more of that focused on that, because that's, like, the important part of his fucking weapon. Right. I like that. But I think that's that's it. Yeah. That is it. I think that's all I got. We've, we've wasted up your guys' time uh, wondering what Riot's doing. So uh, hopefully you know more what Riot's doing and can uh, tell us about that. So if yeah, so, guys. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter... Discord, those are all good places to uh, drop your inputs um, and even open up a discussion if you so choose. Yep, and on top of that, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, rate, wherever you're listening or watching right now. Uh, like Tyler said, come in the Discord, hit the link tree in the description, and come hang out with us, guys. Uh, trying to stream more often. We're trying to get some Twitch emotes going. Um, so that'll, you know, get a little bit of, there's a lot of people that got gifted some subs the other week on the, the stream and we want to be able to reward the people that are uh, paying for those. So right. we will get some cool um, sub emotes going, but yeah, guys, uh, until tomorrow, you'll, we'll be back with the patch notes <laughs> until tomorrow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it, until then guys, uh, we will, or we'll have a great, I don't even know what I'm saying. Bye. Ha have a good night. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. Make sure to like the video and sub to the channel if you haven't already. Click right here to see the previous episode of the According to Low Elo podcast. Click right here to see the most recent gameplay video. Thanks again.